As he spoke to my heart, he said, I want the year of 2018 to be a stronger year of faith. Going deeper in your faith, growing in your your faith. We are people of faith. You are a person of faith. And there is something about faith that is pleasing to God. And I would not stand here to try to, you know, say where your level of faith is at. Or, but I do know that the scripture says that it's possible to increase in faith. The disciples who walked with Jesus found that as they walked with him, they actually had a petition. Lord, would you increase our faith? Because, you know, the dynamics are such that we recognize that our faith is not measuring up to the dynamics. It was the book of Jude that says we should build our faith. Build up your most holy faith. So it's praying in the Holy Ghost. They really need to get in touch with the Spirit. We walk by faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of, of God. Faith is more than believing for something and Sometimes, you know what I mean, we get in that narrow thing and just we're always believing for something, and faith is that. Faith is something's hopeful. But believing for something always has its roots and its foundation in someone. And so faith is not just simply believing for something, it's believing in someone. And that someone, of course, is God. And in his son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, whom he, has, whom he has sent. Jesus himself said, have faith in God. At some point, in some place, you know what I mean, there was a stimulation of your faith, and you became a believer. If I were to give you a pen and paper and ask you to write about faith every one of you could come up with so many wonderful things about what faith is and over the years of course we learned you know I mean the expansion of faith so let me just give you some ideas this morning you know what I mean that uh, they may be familiar and at the same time maybe they will just add some light and what your faith is potential really is. Faith has potential. If you have faith as a mustard seed, it can grow to an amazing level. If you have faith that has its purity in the one in whom has given the promise, he says that mountains become non-effective. So the potential of your faith. Paul said, I'm crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, the, it's Christ who lives in me. In the life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. The potential of your faith is the same level as Jesus Christ. Now, whether or not we reach that level in this life, I'm not even going to go there. You know what I mean? If we could just get close. Now, we have saving faith, and that's already settled. But there's a dynamic of faith that removes mountains. One of the elements of faith is that is. It's trusting God's direction in leading 
us into uncharted waters. Abraham, I want you to leave your country and go. Where are you going? I will show you. And so the scripture lays out this man, this human being, Abraham, for us. Of the potential of faith and the dynamics of faith and the journey that faith has. And so if you would put up our passages of scriptures and, and it says that, that we are, you know, the children of Abraham, the father of faith. He said, I've made you the father of many nations. Well, you know that Abraham really had a small beginning. You never know the, what the field can produce if you just get the one seed. In the presence of him whom he believed. And all these are such powerful, you know, uh, 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 pillars. And this God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Who contrary to hope in hope believes so that he became the father of many nations. Now this is Abraham. Just like you and me. Potential of faith. So he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken. And you know the story so well. So shall your descendants be. And not being weak in faith, that's going to be our key. Not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead. Since he was about a hundred years old, I mean, there's some real natural elements going on. And the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promises of God through unbelief, what was strengthened in faith, given glory to God. How many know that he did not start out there? But he arrived there. God called him when he was 75, and now at 99, he's got a faith that has went from you know, making his wife his escape goat to where that all the natural things didn't move him because he had gotten a promise. And be fully, fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. Imagining earthly facts did not get in the way of his heavenly promise. His faith was not hampered by the facts. His health no longer was contributing to the promise. His physical condition. Now you see, we look at the aftermath of it. We think we have a vital and virile Abraham. We don't. We have an old man. We have, with all due respect, an old woman. 
We have the womb of a 90-year-old woman that has never born anything. We have a man whose bedroom lovemaking scenes had long passed. Wasn't there. You're beautiful, but not tonight. Come on, church. God had spoken, and all of a sudden there was resurrection. Man. He chose not to consider the dead things in his life. He reached a point where he didn't pay any attention to those things that were contrary and did not, you know, they did not line up. but chose to believe in the one. The promise has escaped him for 25 years or or 24 years, and yet he still believed in the one who made the promise. That's where it's at, church. In the one that makes the promise. Now, obviously, he had a word. So when you're functioning and operating in faith, you know what I mean? You, there are many general promises that you can go after. But when God gives you a specific promise, you know, then it doesn't make any difference how dead things are. Faith is trusting God's reasoning. Faith is more than believing something irregardless of the evidence. It's also doing something irregardless of the consequences. Abraham... Now I'm going to take your promise. Yeah. But he trusted God's reasoning. Faith. And the potential of our faith is that we can trust God regardless of the consequences. Faith is that amazing ability to accept God's appointed place in this life for your service and for his testimony. I don't know that Abraham knew that he was going to be in the history of God's book. But here it is. Affecting you and I, generations, millions of people. A man that God can hold up and say, this is what faith looks like in its developed state. He was not weak in faith. Sometimes we have weak faith. We do. But he was not weak in faith. See, faith is being able to turn from our weakness, from the weakness of our humanity, and to trust the strength of the Almighty. That's what he was doing at 99. The weakness of his humanity was as apparent as could be. 
but he trusted the strength of the Almighty. And the good news is that God does not give up on his human partners. Let me say it again. God does not give up on his human partners. That's good news. That's good news. Hallelujah. So Abraham, he didn't dwell on the impossibilities. Even though God had put a sentence on the death of all human resources... He had closed all the doors of human possibilities and reasoning. He passed up all the options. Yeah. What a what a potential of faith, fresh starts. Let me give you a couple of things that uh, you know how we like to make New Year's resolutions. I want to share a few with you this morning that maybe we could tap into. And we'll go back and we'll find some groundwork for, for all of this. But Keys for the New Year's resolution, 2018. I'm believing God in God's word over anyone else. I'm not going to try to interfere with God's plans. I'm not going to try to make difficult things work. Now, obviously, you need bookends on that one. I'm not going to keep banging on doors he's decided to close. In 2018, I'm going to let him guide me. Hallelujah. Well, I'm running, I'm running to him when I feel lost. And I'm going to tell him how I feel. You know, when things get hard, I'm going to ask him to make them easier. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Yeah. I'm going to trust God's judgment because mine's flawed. I'm going to stop being pessimistic and thinking of the worst case scenarios. I want to start being positive about the future because if God is writing my story, then it's got a beautiful ending. Amen? It really does, church. You know? You know, it might not be easy, but I know it's going to be happy. It really is, church, you know. I'm going to start listening to the still small voice that comes to me when he, when he speaks. Just gaining a, a perspective and, you know, almost slowing down, I think. Slow down. Sometimes you just need to sleep on the rooftop waiting for the next commission. That's what Peter did. Everything has to be balanced, you know. But how do we find that peace and that element of faith? And how can we how can we 
increase our faith in 2018. Let me give you some things that will help rehab our faith. Because sometimes our hands need to be lifted up. What I've learned and what I've discovered, and no doubt you have too, but I think we need to preferably seek God's request before laying our prayers and our plans at his feet. What is it that you, you want? Finding God's will. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 17 says, Be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. I, you know, I used to pray this prayer, and I prayed it for so many years, you know, as he told us, Not my will, but thine be done. And here I'm running around, oh, I'm lost. How can I do the will of God if I don't know what the will of God is? So I have to take time to find out what the will of God is. Now, I know some of the wills of God, what they are. The general wills of God, but there's the specific will. That's what he's talking about. You know, what, what is the dynamics? What's my life supposed to do? B, what's today's agenda or what's, what's the year's agenda? Practicing to get clearer vision for, for our lives. You know, you know Jabez, in despite of his hard luck, you know, his unfortunate beginnings, he goes to God. And some real good things happen when you go to, to God. Because I believe that God wants to give us all an encounter, not maybe an encounter like Saul had on the road to Damascus. But I do believe that he wants us to know his will. Now in 2018, now, you guys be careful with me here on this one here, but it is, it's really an odd one, but I thought he really said it, so I'm going to show it, throw it out there to you. You know what I mean? Do what you want with it, you know? He actually said there needs to be more family time and less Facebook time. Oh. Let me tell you what, let me tell you what, the, what it is. They did a general calculation and the average is they spend 180 hours per year on Facebook. More family time, less Facebook time. I didn't hear any amens there, but <laughs> I didn't say get rid of Facebook. You know, okay, and everybody else's opinion except God's opinion. How many times I, I hear people coming off on Facebook and they're all riled up. Oh, so-and-so said this. It's, this is happening. Excuse me. Open the book. <laughs> now, don't throw away your Facebook, okay? All right. That's not what I'm saying. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes, you know, by associating with faith. Our faith level will start to go up when we, when we begin to live like we're loved. Live like you're loved. What shall separate us from the love of God? (laughs) 
And Paul writes and says all the storms and all the seasons as I preached in Jan's funeral, I don't mean to repeat it, but all of those storms that happen in life. But he said, there isn't anything that can separate you from the love of God. So as we begin to live like we're loved, you're loved by God. In whatever happens, whatever takes place, his love has not diminished toward you. Everything may look like it lost a mint. (laughs) Everything might look like, you know, he doesn't love you. But the cross has the final say. Somebody give the Lord a praise today. The cross has the final say. He who spared not his only son, but gave him up for us all. How shall he not by him freely give us all things? Live like you're loved and act like you're free. It's a year to grab a hold of the freedom that Jesus Christ has given to you. And Paul said in Galatians chapter 5, you know what I mean? He said, stand fast therefore in the liberty in which Christ has made you free. And do not become entangled again with the, with the yoke of bondage. Okay, in this particular case, of course, it was the law, you know what I mean, versus grace. It was liberty, you know, versus the requirements. But that is the only arena that we can get tangled up in. Sometimes there's those entanglements that we just keep falling back into. Searching for our own answers, searching for our way out. But there is a liberty, a freedom. Don't let what held you back in 17 hold you back in 2018. Whatever may have stopped you in 2017, don't let it stop you in 2018. Walk like you're righteous. That's not a kind of, you know, star on your, pins on your lapel, you know what I mean? But he made him who knew no sin for us that when we, we might become the righteousness of God in Christ. The verdict has come down. Thrive like you're chosen. You need to know your bloodline. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Behold, all things have passed away. All things and everything has, has become new. There's a new life that he wants us to discover and, and to walk in. Your chosen generation, royal priesthood, a holy nation, a special people. His very own. Step forward in confidence like you're victorious. Your body is a strong voice. But we need the voice of the word stronger than the voice of our body. Application of wisdom, absolutely. I'm not saying that, but, you know. When I got up this morning, I didn't feel like preaching. I had a hard time waking up. That's unusual for me, because normally I I just (laughs) pop right up and just wake right up, you know. I must have overdone it. You know. But by the Holy Spirit's off, I've learned to say, you know what I mean? Just begin to confess the word and begin to, you know, make the right proclamation and 
and, you know, say, you know, not trying to say the right things, just saying the word of God. If there's one thing that, <clears throat> if I could get home to you, and, and I know you already have it, but, but fertilize this morning, and that is the power of words. I'm not talking about some seminar, you know what I mean, that's just designed to, you know, inspire you. But words and God's word, positive things will inspire you. Life and death, the power of the, of the tongue. Endure like you're brave and strong. Thanks be to God who always gives us the victory. Who through our Lord Jesus Christ. Imagine going into every competition. You know. Knowing that you're coming out victorious. You play like a victor. Sometimes there's a lot on the line, and I guess if I was to use a, you know some people in my life that that would be my mom and dad among a lot a lot of people, but but you know. When I look back, now how they struck me was how they were just always up. At least they was always up in front of me. It's always up in front of us. God is. God can. God will. God does. And such a such an impact that they have had upon my life and somebody in your life has had that same kind of some kind of same kind of impact and then you need to rest like your power source is infinite when you rest rest be anxious for nothing that's a tall order I know it it's going to go down if I'm not anxious. No. You're waiting the boat with anxiety. <laughs> and I say that with all sensitivity. That doesn't it, Brother Gordy. It just waits us. So he says that you need to just, you need to have more prayer time. I'm just being fundamental just need to have more prayer time. 2018, how about if we have some more prayer time? I know life is busy and, and all of that, you know what I mean? And sometimes we have to work prayer time in. But it's a valuable stand like your faith is unshakable and believe and believe you belong to God who makes all things possible <clears throat> just a few things there so now you have faith God has given you faith he's initiated faith he's given you you know tools for for faith how can we develop something that is very vital to your faith, and that's your spirit? Your spirit. Proverbs 18, 14 says, The spirit of a man will sustain him in sickness. But who can bear a broken spirit? Second Samuel 22 and 13 says, for by you I can run against a troop, and by my God I can leap over 
a wall. So you need to build a barrier that protects your spirit. Build a barrier, a wall of protection around your mind. Because you got to be able to override the doubt. you got to be able to resist those things, you know, that, that plague you. you got to stop worry. you gotta, you got to dissolve offenses. you got to block pressure. Right here. And so you got to build a barrier. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. You know, talks about, you know, the conflict that happens in the mind. And pulling down those strongholds uh, and everything that comes against it. Building a barrier so that your spiritual immune system is such a degree, reaches such an element that discouragement can't sway you and fear can't stop you and bad news can't move you and adversity can't affect you. I know those are not just cute little things. That's what it's about. That's the arena. How do you build a barrier? Number one, you want to evaluate your spiritual condition. Third John chapter 2 says, Dear friend, I hope all is well with you and that you are healthy in body as you are in spirit. Basically, he's saying, you know, as we evaluate, we take a spiritual, you know, uh, evaluation, what's missing in your life and how can you improve your spiritual health? Is that too hard? No. I'm still in grace, aren't I? Take a spiritual evaluation and how's your spiritual life? Is it bustling with greater is he that's in, within you than he that is in the world? And Jan, you just forget about this, all right, until after this song storm is over. Greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. I can see it. Thank you so much. That just does wonders for me. What's missing in your life? And how can you improve your spiritual health? Watch your spiritual diet. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Your spirit, man, your faith, your immune system needs the word of God. got to eat faith food this is a this contains the proper nutrition it does balanced diet when he says be strong in the Lord and the power of his might he upholds all things by the word of his power There's a connection between the dynamic Holy Spirit and the Word of God. Jeremiah said this, seemed to have lost the Word. He says, and I found them and I ate them and they were joy and the rejoicing of my heart. (laughs) Josiah At the age of eight, the word had been lost and everything was in disarray. You know what I mean? And and life was dysfunctional. It was still going on, but it was dysfunctional. It says, and they found the book. 
Hallelujah. Have you found the book? And they found the book and they began to read from it. And as they read from it, one of the first things that happened was they developed a worship center. Somebody give the Lord a praise. <laughs> they did. They did. They built the altar. They built the altar. Everything that the altar stands for. We don't need an altar for sacrifice, church. We need an altar for worship. Amen. Amen? The sacrifice has been done once and for all. We don't have to go there, you know what I mean, with blood on our hands or sin and sin, you know, that's keeping us. We don't have to do that. It's all taken care of. The altar is for worship. You can build an altar any place. Right here. And I'm sure you got it. I'm not saying that, but... Proverbs says this. It says, my son, give attention to my word. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. They are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it is the spring the issues of, of life. Put it on your refrigerator. I don't have somebody tell it to you. You know, all of those things. And most of all, as David said, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. We just got to get the word in our hearts. The word can become as, come, you know, just recoverable, just as anything else. When we start with school, and we get all the way through whatever education that you, that you have, you're just putting things in, right? And so a question comes up, and or an equation comes up. What do you draw upon? What's been put in? Don't give me an algebra problem or a geometry problem because it's not put in. <laughs> it's not there. So what you put in, you can extract, extract out. Here's my musicians come this morning. Get spiritual exercise. Bible says you need to train yourself in godliness and keeping yourself spiritually fit. And, you know, you have to invest to be persistent. You have to be dedicated. And one of the biggest muscles you need to exercise is your forgiveness muscle. Forgiveness muscle. In Matthew, Jesus talks about this monumental ability of faith. In fact, that's where he says, you know what I mean? If you've got faith, you can say to the mountain, be removed. And then just before the, the you know, the, the writers, you know, who put it in form for us, wrap it up. They says, but when you pray, forgive. <laughs> forgive. 
And it was there in that context of being able to forgive that the disciples asked Jesus to increase their faith. That's the setting. It takes increased faith and trusting in the one to genuinely forgive. Increase our faith. If God in Christ has forgiven us, and he has, let us also forgive one another. And then, of course, you need to take spiritual rest. Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. See, rest isn't always the state of doing nothing. It's a choice of just pressing into God. Rest. Time to rest. Time to rest. As you stand with me today, spending time in God's presence and saturating your spirit and watching your schedule. faith I wonder church if it's we can fit into and I think the church at large needs to not just have faith for something but have faith in someone I want to pray for your faith this morning. I want increase of faith in my life. I do. Lord, I want you to increase my faith. Jesus said to, to Peter that prayer regarding faith is a real good antidote because he said, Peter, Satan has desired to sift you as wheat. He said, I've prayed for you. It's your faith doesn't fail. It's when our faith fails that we start to do crazy things. <laughs> you know? Out of character things. You know? It's when our faith fails that we start to think weird odd, you know, disbelieving, I mean, and we get attacked from every direction. Above all, taking the shield of faith. Father, this morning, we recognize the value of faith. We recognize this morning by your grace the treasure, the treasure of faith. In fact, as Jude says, that we need to contend for the faith. So, Father, this morning, as we go into 2018 and the year has had kind of a stumbling block in the sense of situations. Those things have changed, but you have not changed. Would you make 2018 a year in which we are not weak in faith, 
but we are strong in faith giving glory to God. And we see the facts that are natural, but we also can see him who is invisible. The one who counts things that are not as though they were and the one that gives life to dead things. So in the midst of all of our requests in which faith is applied and faith is used, we pray an increase of faith in the one. who has made the promise. And all the people said, Amen. So what am I in charge of? What is my responsibility? It's your faith and believing. Your faith and believing. And you're not alone on that. For by grace are you saved through faith and that out of yourself. It is the gift of God. There's an assistant into our lives. So why is this so important? Because as you believe, that's what you want to watch out for. That's what you want to stick to. That's what you want to go ahead and pay attention to. You can take everything, but you can't take my faith. Right? You can take everything. But you can't take my faith. Go with God because he's going with you. Amen. And there are things in 2018 that the Father wants to put into your hands. And he's getting ready. He's getting us ready for those things. Amen. And he's building our faith so that when it's possible. Amen. God bless you.